1: Welcome along to the Wise Men's podcast. We are here for a special edition of the show. We weren't going to bother with us over the summer, if I am being perfectly honest with you. I don't know if we're going to bother ever again. Yeah, but we are. <laughs> after the last, after last two build, years, three years, four years. build four people's years. hopes up and say stuff like that. Um, but myself, Stephen Goldsmith and Gareth Barker <clears> are joined tonight anyway by former Sunderland player Lee Howie, who is back in again. Bit of a regular thing now for you and us this, league.
2: Yeah, we still enjoy it. It's starting to, maybe.
1: Lee's decked out in his shorts today. We've had this, taken advantage of this nice weather we've had. It's been lovely,
2: hasn't it? has been fantastic. Has comp- anybody
1: been on holiday any, or anything yet?
2: Don't need to, a on a the early, so nice, yeah. <laughs> I've been to <a> Portugal
1: already. <laughs> well, Slip that one in, I'm going back, well, back there in a couple of weeks as well.
2: This must be a surprise. Greece in July. Job, nice. <laughs> 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 I'm not going
1: to Portugal. <laughs> We're also joined by Chris Weatherspoon. Hello. I've got, to, I've got to introduce you as an author now, Chris, haven't I? It's um, a bit weird, that. Yes. I mean, rather than just say, like, this annoying little lad. I was about we know to say, it's better Chris than what you used to introduce <laughs> us as. Uh, who thanks. comes in and now he's gone and, like, written a book and now we've got to, we've got to introduce him. him and respect <laughs> him. All, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, it's very difficult. It's look actually look all mean.
3: your fault that I wrote that book. It was just so that you would introduce us nicely in the future. <laughs> right. Have you read it?
1: Author Chris Witherspoon, author of the book Short Changed. Hey, People I'm going to get some publicity
3: it? out of this, aren't I?
1: I? tell you, well, you know, it's irrelevant now.
3: So no, I mean, he has changed. Like, I've, I've got a <laughs> That limited, wasn't what the book was about. Limited lifespan left, but yeah, I'm going to the fall it. For all it was. Yeah,
4: it's like all those Roy Keane books I like, came <laughs> like 1997. It's like, loads of There's loads of them on... Um, on Amazon, if you like search like all the like logos, I think Nick Barnes did one and Graham Anderson did uh, one. Nick Barnes did do Andy one, Dawson yeah. did one, of course. He was, I've got that one. Obviously, emulated us. You know, it obviously inspired him to do a podcast with Bob Mortimer. So, you yeah. know, thank. I'm sure he'd thank us if he was here now.
1: Does mm.
3: a good one for the, the fact anyway. he isn't here probably speaks volumes. He's <laughs> been here, though. He has been. here. I've been here with him before, actually.
4: Well, there you go. Yeah. See, maybe he you he inspired you to write the book. Because so he's written the book before you.
3: Basically, everything we do is thanks to Andrew. This Dawson. is the epicentre. Right, this is okay. the
4: epicentre for creativity.
3: Interesting uh, take. <laughs> uh, well, you know, there's, there's there been a lot plenty of interesting hot takes, takes going <laughs> around. There's been plenty of there. hot takes like uh, yeah. this,
4: this, this, uh, this last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, the uh, new
1: owner was confirmed today. Uh, Stuart Donald is in, and he was doing a press conference today. And now he's going to meet other people involved in the, with the media as well, hasn't he? Um, busy he's, he's been very busy Which is good He wants to engage With fans uh, Tom Hill From Sun FM Obviously went over And uh, did his little bit With him today And this is Some audio from that Which we haven't heard Ourselves yet Let's have a listen to that
5: you mentioned about The the they being played Three times last season It seemed that Alice was going to Offload the club So he was able to Take on the debts. Was that part of the deal? Did he agree to get rid of the debts before you guys took over? Uh, yeah, yes, yes. Um, it was part of the conversation that, that we had um, and, it, and it was an offer that he had straight up so we didn't have to negotiate that point. To be fair to him, he, he offered it. The good news, I think, for, for Sundin is I think we were the only people who were looking to buy it that weren't interested in porting the debt and that's a huge thing um, because Ellis was quite happy to wipe it but he was also quite happy then to port that debt over to the new owners so of course what that means is that um, whoever purchased the club um, Sunderland would owe them the £125 million that Ellis has put in so in effect although Ellis would have uh, let the club off the debt it's then reliant on the next person not to call the debt in or indeed take money out of the club tax-free to the tune of 125 million Um, and that was part of the deal all the way up to the end and I said to Ellis at the end I said we don't want that that's not that's not the way to start the relationship with the Sunderland fans is to in effect um, take Ellis's generosity and then leave the club with the debt so, um, I think he was very pleased about that because I think we were the only people that were going to do that. And that gives me a clean slate with the fans where I can say, you are debt free. And what Ellis did has had an impact. And so we now start afresh. So, even if, and, and I'm, I'll work hard to get everything absolutely right and bring some success, but worst case scenario, um, you know, Ellis has wiped that debt and I've not taken it. So, the football club is in a, in a vastly improved position um, as of today than it was yesterday. And was that part of the sort of EFL approval in that way? Dad, can you sort of give us a bit of yeah. information to what that approval was? No, um, the, the, the 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 debt was immaterial to that, and um, the EFL approval, um, yeah. which. Um, everyone will say it's taken quite a long time, but um, in the EFL terms, it was, it was pretty quick. I, I'm, I'm pretty straightforward. All my money's been made in white-collar business. So um, I'm much more regulated as a human being outside of football than, 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 than most people because, you know, passing a, an insurance regulation, I can assure you, is a lot more difficult than passing a football league test. Difficult though that is, I'm sure. But um, the, the, all that the EFL are concerned about is that the football club, um, for the rest of its members, can actually continue to function, and the people that purchase it have got the funds and the business plan to to be organised. So the EFL had to go through that, and I had to satisfy them that I had the cash, um, and 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 liquid assets that would enable me to fund the football club should um, it continue the way it is. And um, you know that 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 process didn't take very long at all in, in, in real terms. It took probably about two weeks to satisfy that and, and the league worked very quickly for us so it, it had nothing to do with the with the loans it just had to do with could I put up the money um, if I need to and uh, happily the answer is yes And just lastly for me with your lower league experience is that yep. the, the key thing taking over getting the club and the fans and the players used to that sort of the new life that we're going to have um, Well yeah I mean you know of course there's there's some experience of, of lower league between between ourselves but I think the important thing is the experience that the managers got and um, the culture within the football club so um, yes yeah, Sunderland finds itself in League One um, we know what to expect we need to make sure the manager um, prepares the whole football club on the playing side for what to expect that's the key so um, yes it's great that I um, suspect Charlie and I have got some experience of uh, watching football matches but um, we're not football experts in that sense. so Everybody has a football opinion, I'm sure. There'll be 40,000 opinions. Um, but the important thing is that the manager has got the uh, relevant attributes to get us out of League One. So it's more about him than it'll be about Charlie and I.
1: OK, thanks to Tom. Thanks uh, that is hot from his H2 recorder, that is. He's just getting back into the studio with that audio. What has developed since, and you, you see how quickly things are moving, he spoke about the manager there, uh, the new owner, and he's been quoted now, speaking to journalists, saying that he would consider speaking to Chris Coleman and bringing Chris Coleman back. I mean, <laughs> it's like a
2: sword. It'll be opera, very it? yeah. It'll be same. very It could only happen in Sunderland.
1: Well, people, what would people think about that idea? About the the, the idea of Chris Coleman uh, being reinstated? Because I'll be honest. You know, we made it clear, and I made it clear that I was a bit disappointed they didn't give him the chance to speak and let him put a case for himself forward. Um, the new owner is saying that was a previous owner, uh, his decision. I find it hard to believe he didn't know anything about that, but you know, take him uh, take his word for that. Then I was sold on the idea of Chris Wilder, who's clearly used us to get a better deal at Sheffield United. Um, some of the names being linked with us, I'll be honest, Chris Coleman would appeal to me more than. Some of those names. What yeah. do people? Well, think?
4: some. I mean, have got a few questions in around the, the managerial <clears throat> situation. Tom Wilcox asked, "Are you fancying a more ex-Sunland man option, or an know. up in the corner rookie option for manager?" Um, Carl Bridgewood's asked, "What type of characters does Lee think would be best to galvanise the players we've got left to get us back on track?" And obviously, discussions about people like Alex Ray Um, so, I mean it's a difficult one isn't it at the moment I think, the, I think like Stephen says, a funny one with Chris Coleman is if Chris Coleman's out of work now and he hasn't been involved with Sunderland everybody would be going try and get Chris Coleman yeah. mm. but you know, I don't know what you think Lee I mean, I'm, the I'm, 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 in
2: the, I'm the same boat as, uh, as Steve I've, I was really disappointed when they let Chris Coleman he, he had a desire to steer he wanted to steer uh, and I wanted him to have a good run at the job in terms of getting the right people in and being able to really play the decks and start again, uh, but now he's gone and now he wants to come back. Now you're thinking <laughs> it does. Sometimes it's just unbelievable. It's, it's quite it's quite laughable as well at, at times. But we just want the best man for the job, and who that is. Again, we've been here before. We've been discussing managers. It's a, it's a flip of a coin. But the, the way Chris, I think. Maybe I would swear if Chris Corbin said yeah, I, I would have it. But sometimes I said don't want to go back. But if he he does know the club. He's been here. He spent you know, seven eight months here. So he
0: what knows what that squad is. He means. knows what yeah. that squad is.
2: Yeah, it's we're Hopefully for the league one, we need to really get off to an absolutely running start. We cannot just say oh we'll, we'll be consolidating. So far, we need to get off at, at, at a real gallop.
3: I mean, to be honest, I <clears throat> obviously in a way this this is a. The new start but it is isn't a complete clean slate and like we've just said there Coleman he knows the squad he knows the club he knows the issues at the club which let's be honest these guys no matter how much due diligence and that they've done they, they haven't been there for eight months they don't know the inner workings of what people have pinpointed as going wrong and I think I, I think it's a weird one because yeah I think I think you kind of everyone well us in this room and quite a few other people were disappointed Coleman went and it was like okay wh- why has that happened and then you have a week and you kind of you're like okay well he's gone we'll move on so now when it raises its head again you're kind of like oh well we've kind of moved on from that but I think realistically the manager kind of is secondary to what what is the structure going to be what, what's the plan going to be because the reason that successive managers have failed here isn't because they're all bad managers because the club hasn't been set up right, and I think, realistically, yeah, I would like to see Coleman back. But I think primarily what they've got to focus on is seeing whoever they get in, they need they need to facilitate the club being a success again. That's
4: it <clears throat> I think that's a sad thing for Coleman. Yeah. Um, that you know I think that was the main frustration is felt as though he took a chance on Sunderland yeah. um, but after, an... after the after the great job he did at Wales. And he doesn't. He hasn't had the opportunity. It's almost like he was in a holding pattern, waiting for the mess to be cleared up, yeah. in the hope, like, right, if I just stick in here and get through the worst bit, and I've got the opportunity to try and change it, because he hasn't had the opportunity yeah, to change it at I, any point during the time he's been at the club.
3: I, I mean, I think that's a good argument for having him back, because at the end of the day, he came in on a hand and nothing, nothing to spend, very few expectations. Obviously like he admitted himself he failed in the in the remit that he did have, but I think most people would have failed. If there's now gonna be an opportunity for someone to spend the money, money, get the club back on and even keel, get rid of the people that they want to get rid of, they like, to be honest, he's a bloke who's took a chance on us. I don't see why we shouldn't kind of reciprocate. I, mean, that
1: now. I, I just like the idea that we have a pre-season with a manager who already knows yeah. the players that he has, which is important. But we don't wanna, we don't want to go over ground, old ground too much. Looking forward now in the new owner, uh, were people impressed with that press conference? Generally, I think he's he spoke. He was asked about the budget, wasn't he? And he said it would be a hefty budget mm. for for League One. Is that enough to sort of not be able to allow clubs to hold you to ransom, but to let the fans know that yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're going to be we're going to be trying to spend and, and buy some players. Well, that
2: vacuum causes rumours and here you see her and, and I've, been, I've been subject to a bit of uh, abuse myself. <laughs> we'll, we'll ask you about we'll that. Actually, <laughs> we'll we'll ask, ask you about now. a few <laughs> questions. <laughs> <Yeah. about> that. <laughs> uh, but, but that's what it is. For me, It's when that vacuum's there, and I'm, I'm a sort of fan like we all are, we all shout about is is you're grasping at stuff, you're just grasping all the time. But it's just stuff I would speak to my mates in the pub about and that's what yeah. I... But in that press conference... I'm, I'm, to be fair, he's he's he's, he's livened us up. I'm, I'm I'm quite looking forward to getting a bit more detail. And as Chris was on about, what is what is that? What is the plan? What what they're looking for? But he's he's first. Obviously, that's the first time I've heard him heard him speak. And I, th- I think he he gets it. I think he gets yeah. what the fans want. And 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 we just need some pragmatic approaching to say, look, this is the plan. This is where we need to be, and this is mm-hmm. where we're going. And and not you know this aloof uh, chairman that. Oh has nothing to do with the club for two years and doesn't even speak to the manager On on that we've got at mjackwell1989
4: Matthew says um, doesn't want to be too negative but is the new owner being a bit too paleo over friendly with the fans particularly on social media reminds me of Mike Ashley when he took over the mags Ah. I think we kind of addressed that a little bit on one of the shows before and I think it's a fair point I, I think it's about getting that balance isn't it I mean
1: it seems harsh to criticise somebody yeah. when we when we've complained about yeah. somebody who doesn't speak to the fans Absolutely. at all. Say, exactly. yeah. it doesn't well, feel right sitting here having it. a Gordon for for, mm-hmm. for for doing the opposite, does it? Yeah,
3: exactly what's just been said there. Like I mean, that, I've been one of the ones who always brings up the fact that Short's only ever given one interview, one external interview in the whole time before it's the been, cup final. Before the cup final, when nobody's going to ask a difficult question, so can we then complain about a bloke who's willing to talk all the time? It's it seems like we're just never happy. Um, I think. To be honest, I mean, he's basically said himself on his Twitter over this weekend that he's not going to be able to communicate with everyone who gets in touch with him. He's not going to be able to tweet them all back and that, which he possibly should have said at the start. Mm-hmm. But if his idea was, well, hang on, I need these people to realise that I actually do care. I want to get them on side. You can't really criticise him for that. You might look and think, hang on, what, why, why is he responding to these daft things about how much a pint costs in the ground and stuff like that? But at least he's... At least there's some sort of effort there. It's not. You certainly don't get the impression this bloke's coming in to. I don't know these ridiculous claims that people always make about acid stripping the club and stuff. You don't get that impression. You get the impression that, look, he he genuinely wants to work out what the issues have been, and he wants to he wants to solve it. He wants to make a success of it. And I think, I think it's hard to criticise him for that.
4: Well, the thing the thing is the structure. I mean, at the club, we always sing Chris Waters' praises when we've got the opportunity, and. Yeah. His hands I think have probably been tied. Um in the time he's been at Sunland he still doesn't doing a good job and I think like in, in he's gonna be key hopefully in that fan engagement role, you know, as a supporter liaison officer hopefully he's given that licence to 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 you know, enact things and, and have be a bit more of a go between between the fans and the and, and the board and, and Stuart Donald and whoever else is involved.
3: People have said for years that since Niall Quinn left, it doesn't really feel like there's a connection between uh, between the the fans and the club itself. Which, yeah, people might laugh off as kind of cliched and stuff, but I think at a club like Sunderland, which like a lot of the community kind of does revolve around it and stuff. Like, if you go into town on a non-match day and that it's not that busy sort of thing, you go in on a match day. It's not that busy at the minute, no, but like <laughs> in the Premier League. But you know what I mean. Like it is, and like if you've got your Chelseas and that, and you can get in your tourists and whatever and stuff, it it isn't as important. But I think that is important here, and I think that is a big area where they've gone wrong in recent years. And I think if you've got a bloke who okay, he might not be from up here, but if he's going to try and understand that, I I think that's definitely a step forward.
2: Well, I've been crying out for since for, for a while that there is that lack of engagement yeah. from the from. The owners, from the players, and 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 obviously from the fans, are just just not connecting. And this is what I was hoping for this time. And just obviously here, Stuart Donald again, just to see look, Look, you know what? It's a clean slate. We'll start again, and we'll have a, and have a good approach. And if and if he can engage with us, and you know, as he said, through the medium more, more or less, and not so much too much social media and replying to everybody, but if he, he lets us know what's going to happen and then we can then engage and then hopefully that message and whatever it is gets to the manager then to the players then we're all in you know, it it's a bit cliche we're all in it together but that's the way I, as a fan I, I, I want to be I want to be involved in, this, in the football club
1: Where did uh, your concerns come from Lee? Because we're being asked this by a few people on Twitter and, and this is in relation to uh, well, I guess you know a, a tweet you put out a couple of weeks ago, just expressing a little bit of concern about. Well, it was a
4: little bit of concern, and then it got blown. We, yeah, it was scathing. <laughs> well, it did, but it did, but I, I, did, but I wanted to sort of you know, put, you know explain that
1: himself. And, and...
2: Yeah, do you know what I mean? I I see Twitter as a as a as a forum for debate, and that was all. And 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 if and a lot of these people that came back to us and said. you know, Bit rude, some of the But Yeah, but I was liking Chris it. It doesn't said, matter.
4: You've said words about your brother. Of course.
2: <laughs> of course many, many a time. But, but I know if I'd been in the pub, or been in the town, and this uh, whoever came up with them must, would have asked, Have you heard anything? Mm-hmm. And I've just said, Well, I have heard, blah, blah, blah. I'm not sure if it's true, but that's what I've heard. And this is what it was. This is just people at the table, a bit of of the people that, you know, who, who do follow us. There's not, there's not that many. But all I was doing is just saying, The people I'd spoken to were legitimate, there were people in the game. And they had some concerns, which they passed to me. I'm not sure who it is. Have you heard of them? Not really. Don't don't know really much about them. But but we've heard that maybe he's not as. And that, this is this is the sort of stuff I was getting. So all I did was I just said I've heard. And then obviously there's a hashtag or whatever. But but I was only retweeting virtually what I'd heard. It's only just virtually like a retweet for me, but I've obviously started it because I've just heard from somebody just thought, you know what? That sounds that's l- interesting. <laughs> just just uh, bring off that debate. We just all we didn't know, as I'm saying, there's a vacuum that <clears> there's <throat> loads of we've got lots of questions, no answers, and that, that was it. It was just people saying, What do you think and what's the best?
1: A lot of reading between the lines by people Lee um, because uh, another former player though was Mickey Gray was was also Tweeting and saying similar things, mm. and he was using and his. his he put, said some daft stuff over the Well, he had, yeah, he was, but he was using his platform, national radio, yeah. to get his point and express concerns. We we think it's not a very well kept secret, by all accounts, that there was a local consortium who were close or involved in in perhaps getting close to yeah. the purchase of the club. So then a lot of people put two and two together and say, well, the likes of yourself and Mickey Gray must know these local people, and, and maybe. You're not happy that they they didn't see through? Is no. that is that way off? Or? Way off.
2: I mean, 100 percent off. Right. I want the best for sunder Football Club. I didn't. Yeah, as long as the due diligence was done, and he's got he got ratified by the the. the, the that's that's fine by me. And the, if he goes and does a fantastic job, but we all hope for, I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll be delighted. That's it's cool. just. We all have concern. The last thing I want is not about asset stripper. You hear all this stuff going on, and it, and it does. I'm a concerned fan. I, I want the best for my football club. And when you get the debt cleared from your football club and a, and a substantial amount of debt, you don't want then for a new owner to come in and then start borrowing again off off, off from the club. I just want, and that that to me, these, these, these interview there has virtually said we're not doing that. That that that's fantastic news. It's absolutely fantastic news for the football club.
3: Oh. I think the thing is, so I, 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 obviously, you've got you got plenty of stick for it, but I, I don't really see the problem with people being a bit wary and a bit sceptical when we don't actually know what's going on. I mean, uh, Charlie Methven said in our press conference today that they, they had to cram due diligence into two or three weeks, well, that's, I was gonna which is you,
4: really, really quick. Sick. I was going to say that it sounds as though this other group they were only did, in for six or seven weeks. And yeah, it's... they
3: were. This, this other group, by all accounts, pretty much thought they were there. They were the only ones who were talking to Bain, by all accounts and they put in a lot of time and effort and due diligence and that so i think when someone comes out of nowhere like this it's like well yeah i mean people are going to be skeptical people are going to be like well who are these guys where have they come from and the problem the problem yeah okay it's great like it's a new start like it's great you get like you can be as optimistic as you like but we've had plenty of new starts over the years and stuff and they've all fitted away into nothing kind of thing now today you spoke really well but Let's let's be honest. The jury's still out. We need to see what's going to happen. We, like, I think they've now they're doing they've they've done as best as they could today. They've said all the right things. They've said some things that we didn't know about stuff like what they were saying about the debt how it could have been loaded onto them, and they've said they didn't want to do that. Like that that's great. That's a massive positive. But let's be honest. We kind of nothing really matters until we see what happens on the pitch. That that's the thing. We we've seen things. We, we, I remember when we got a director of football in five years ago, and everybody was cock a hoop about all these random people who we were signing, and you oh, know, getting loads of value here. And I think about three of them, three of them started all season, and it's kind of.
4: And the the one we didn't get was has uh, gone on to be worth about hundred million pounds. <laughs> Pretty much, <Benjamin> yeah.
3: <laughs> that's the thing. And that's not to be negative about. It. I just think I don't. I think people being wary about it. I don't think there is any call to kind of pull them up for that. I think, yeah, okay, you can be optimistic with that, but on the flip side of it, this this does seem to have come out of nowhere. Kind of thing now they're saying they've pulled all nighters for three weeks and that they've done the due diligence and that they've obviously satisfied the EFL, so that's great. But at the time, nobody knew that, and I think, I think to kind of say that people are just trying to put the markers on or whatever. I think it's a bit unfair. I don't so really want uh, to
1: urinate on people's bonfire or anything like Chris. But we get you in so close to the to the takeover announcement when everybody's happy and optimistic and stuff. But often we'll joke because uh, you know my knowledge of finance is very very limited. It's not my area at all. Um, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The wife could. Uh, could clarify he still that. Like, my budgeting skills aren't very good at all. Still doesn't do online nah, No, no, he doesn't trust it. That's, no. <laughs> see, that's just not true. That's not true at all.
3: Um, I know Lassie doesn't trust online banking. No, know. I, I do. Think I do I've got the app the and bank. I do the
1: online banking and everything. That's nonsense, right? Um, <laughs> but what we see is, and then sometimes we'll give our opinion. Say, well, why don't you just do this with a, you know, finance related? And then Chris will just <laughs> send like a really articulate reply or response that just like shoots everything down. So what I'd say to you, Chris, is anything. Any concerns you have about the whole thing? I mean, um, the, the, you've got to remember this, this Charlie is, is a PR guy as well. So he knows what he's saying. And they're coming out and they're being very explicit in what they're saying. Bottom line is, no more debt. We are yeah. debt free. And, and they're trying to make it as black and white as that, aren't
3: they? Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the, the debt that's owed is short. You've got to take the word for it because like there's no kind of public record of that apart from what goes in the accounts and we're not going to see. We wouldn't see that for another year. Um, whether that had come out. Um, The debt that's owed to this external lender and that, if that has been completely written off, that should get registered um, at company's house. So we should be able to see that. When? Getting satisfied. Um, Did you say when? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, to be honest. Um, But I would envisage the... I mean, if presumably the deal hasn't actually gone through until, what, last Friday or this one or whatever, so... I don't know a couple of weeks' time on that. We should we should see that come off anyway. Um, I mean, the fact they've actually come out and confirmed it in the press conference, they'll know that that that's that that's on there. So I don't I don't really see any reason to refute that at the minute. Um, the only the thing that I found interesting was um, obviously they've confirmed that they've spent forty million quid on the club. Um, two things about that: like Short said that he he'd rejected bigger bids. Um, for the people that he thinks are right for the club, now do we take him on his word for that, or was this the biggest bid at the minute? I don't know. Um, I mean, they're saying that other people weren't willing to take the debt on, or oh, I, th- I think that's what they said on it. Yeah. So that probably had a bearing. the The other thing was um, the fact they're paying in installments. Now, to me, um, that would suggest that I think they probably got the money, but it would suggest that because uh, people have been speculating whether the amount of money that they owe transfer fees like going into this coming season, whether that'll be wiped off. I'd be very surprised if that's wiped off. I think that's probably gonna pass on to the new owners. Well they've
4: got four they've got the forty three million coming in this summer, haven't they, for the yes. parachute. So the the rumours the
3: shot was, was, across was gonna, the season just gone. I thought, they so really? they get they get thirty three this year. Thirty three this year then the thing it, it depends what what they've done with the wage bill. I mean to be honest they reckon they reckon they've got the wage bill down to about thirty five million. Um, that, I think that was the last that came out of one of the Red White Army meetings. Um, if it's down to that sort of level, I mean it's still pretty big, but
2: for League One, yeah, one it's massive. Yeah, well, it's absolutely
3: <laughs> huge for League <laughs> One. Yeah, but you would expect you're gonna you're gonna get the likes of Coney, Kazri Barini, uh I would I would love to see Rodwell, but you know, um, you'd expect they're gonna drop off. I think. I think the thing is, Lent has gone as well. Obviously,
4: he went in. Yeah,
3: So So I I think that that's been that's been like the debt's been an issue, but the big big issue from day to day is the fact that they spend an absolute fortune on players.
4: I mean, is it fair to say that the the wage the debt? Well, sorry, the wage bill this season, if Sunderland go back up, probably isn't that much of an issue. It only becomes an issue. I, th- I think that's always always yeah. thought about with if if we get if we get marooned we're in trouble because yeah, that's th- we're not we're not well, in the same way that Burton Albion aren't sustainable in the championship for a long period of time. because yeah. I, I know there's been a lot of people like Burton Albion fans I've seen commenting like, oh, how on earth are we supposed to compete with this? Well you you're not You're, not. No, you're, you're not. not I mean you've 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 done an unbelievable job to get the championship. You're not supposed but, to be able to compete with Sunderland and the, by the same token, us dropping in there However, they're doing an unbelievable job to be sustainable in the Championship, which they're not. Sunderland, after two or three years, if we got stuck in League One for two or three years, we'd be in serious, serious, serious trouble.
3: Well, that's the thing, and I I think you only have to look 12 miles up the road at what Newcastle did last season. They, they, They put their accounts for last season out last Friday, and they've by far and away had the biggest wage budget in that division ever, and that and, and you guys will find just start shouting next send at your <laughs> if you Chris if you start going down this way. I, I can hear Mick Martin running down the path <laughs> um, no but and, and they they took a gamble on, on going straight back up and obviously I mean they, they had the right bloke in charge like it was a pretty measured gamble so to speak but if that hadn't paid off there's not they, they really would have struggled to kind of keep that up kind of thing and I think that's one of the reasons why you've seen such a like, big cost cutting by by ourselves because they've thought look we'll go down we're going to strip it all back but we'll stop up and as is usually the case with <laughs> and the it hasn't going to go under plan so i think i think yeah i mean it, it it really i don't think to get out of this division they're going into i don't think they need to spend a lot of money i think relative to what they have been spending i think a few million quid in transfers you add a couple of grand a week onto the best players, um like so the the best players in the division or the best players at the bottom end of the championship and that, that should get you out of there. Um but as you say the issue is if if they go down and they don't come straight back up on that. I mean I would I don't know how the process works when the E F L say like what's your plan. Um you would like to think they say, well, if you go back up if we go back up, this is the plan. If we don't go back up, this is the plan. I don't know if it does go into that sort of depth, but you would hope that these guys coming in have at least thought about that eventually.
4: I guess they don't have to justify the, the football plan to them. They just have to show that they've, they've got the means. money to save yeah. they have. I guess that's because otherwise but, people like but you but know, as you see and the fella at Nottingham Forest, and they'd be...
0: I mean, there, there's
4: all sorts though, of accusations about the fellow at Nottingham Forest. I mean, you, you know, you, you, that that's obviously what they're looking for, and if they can get through that process... then
3: I, You say about like justifying the financial plan, but that, that's linked to the football side of things, really, because if you think about it, if they stay in this division, like Catamore's contracted till 2021, he's going to be on a fortune, especially in that division, and it's like, well, hang on, if, if they're not going to get promoted, they're going to have to find the money to pay to pay him somewhere because next season I think next season the, the part, so this season coming they get like 33 million then they get somewhere like 14, 15 million and then that's it and it's kind of like the TV money in that division it's about, it's about a million pound a year or something it's a nice boost I,
1: that we we're going to keep that money because there yeah. was some speculation wasn't there that Ellis Short was going to mm. keep that Keep those parachute payments. So that's been another good piece of news today. It seems to be going too well at the moment. This doesn't it? Uh, getting back to the the, the football questions, lady. Damien Taylor is asking: three players or types of player we we need to sign. Would that be as straightforward as the spine of the team? Got to be.
2: It's got to be um, <laughs> number one goalkeeper. I think. I think it's. I think if we ask any Sunday fan, I think that's what we, we've been weak, and I think that's been one of the reasons why we did go down. I think we've spoke about it the, the times I've been here. We've just physically we've just been overrun and it ain't gonna get any more or less physical in the League One. So we're gonna need some big strong players.
1: Championship standard would you say? 'Cause that we, me and Gareth were talking about this on the way over and we, we say logically now, talking about and this is very much a thing with a modern football fan where you think about the contracts you start mm. offering out and stuff. I mean stuff like that was just never on the radar before when you followed football. Yeah. But you would be thinking right. Somebody who's proven themselves at Championship level who maybe can't get a game for a, a Championship club. Two-year contract. Chris, would you agree with that? Because you want to say one year to get us up, two year if we do go up to prove that nice. you, yeah. you you can perform the Championship. Because what we can't have is building a side. Uh, and you look at Newcastle for an example as well a little bit building a side that's going to smash League One or get up out of League One, but then when you get up, those players aren't good enough yeah. to make a step up and suddenly they're on four-year contracts and stuff mm. and you're stuck with them again. You you need to avoid that, don't you?
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. that is that's, uh, that is exactly... I mean, for me, that would be the the plan and just what Chris said is they should, there's good League One players and League Two players who probably could, could, could do a job... But I think if you if you get somebody from the championship team or some of the lads who have just gone up from Wigan or something, maybe not quite getting in the team and yeah. have done a good job, and as we say, you just give them an extra five hundred quid, six hundred quid, and say come play for Sunderland, and then you get them, and then you just sign them on a two-year contract, because the League One players are used to that. It's not your four four four-year contract on on twenty thirty grand a week. League One, League Two is. Yeah. Like old school it's you're on you're on you, you you're on two years that's it it's it's a two year cycle, so they're used to that that they're used to that so i, do, I can't say them being a problem, which is what chris said you just see it right this is our plan we're gonna we're gonna hopefully get five or six players strong players who know the division or some lads who are really strong yeah, pay them a little bit extra money and then we just get out but I believe i well i hope. And I I hope we can get out the first year straight away because I think that is an absolute must.
4: I mean, even looking at the, you know, by no means an expert in football at that level. I mean, we were taught to start last season um, as it is now. Uh, We're going to have to learn a lot about the teams in the Championship, being in the Premier League for 10 years, didn't know a lot about any of the teams, any of the players. By the end of it, you've got a pretty good idea. And I'm we sure that'll be the case. Now, and, yeah, <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure it'll be the case at the end of next yeah. season, and hopefully we won't have to know about League One ever again. Um, but you know, even looking at you know the playoff games over the, you know they're the best teams in those some of the best teams in those yeah. divisions, and you're looking at the the Coventry game, this the forward McNulty mm. looked really decent, um, midfield of uh, Exeter mm. Boateng. Mm. I know he scored in the second Great game, goal, and, like but he's yeah. not a goal scorer anyway, Like statistically when you look at mm. it, but he just looked a very good player, mm. Like, and they're the kind of players you surely you've got to be looking at and going right, I'm not saying those yeah. specifically, but the, each, every team will have one of them, yeah. can you <laughs> go, I mean that Boatang look exactly the kind of player that Sunderland should be looking at, You know, physical presence in the middle of the park, someone who's comfortable on the ball, someone who's not afraid to ask for the ball, mm. Um, I don't even know anything about him don't know how old he is don't know how what his experience is don't know if he's on loan from somebody don't know if they've just signed him but I'm not saying ahead, him Sarge. but mm. there are players out there and Sunderland for me have to be arrogant they have to yeah, be arrogant and, and say is that your best player Exeter's best player should be walking to Sunderland mm. to play for Sunderland
3: yeah. well, I think with our well it is being arrogant about but like, let's be arrogant sudden, come on <laughs> we haven't gone there. an airport but,
4: so, so then, but we can be arrogant about our football team but
3: so, so should be the biggest draw in this division like by a mile oh, like, oh, you a huge mile you should, have, yeah. you should have you should have players like that. Like you say walking to come and play for the club you should be able to turn around to someone and say look you come and join us this is what we're going to do because this is the thing as well like the new owners, like, like I've seen, it's not a completely clean slate because you've got to get rid of some of the old ones. But they can at least turn around and go, look, this club's been mismanaged for years and that, but there's still a big club. This is what we're going to do. Do you want to come and be a part of it? And they should be able to get players on time to do that. When I look, I don't, I mean, I don't, watch, I don't watch a lot of League but One when football. When can
4: you see it? When can you see it? It's, yeah. it's on the well, exactly. t- there's about but 15 games a year mm-hmm. on the telly in after the playoffs.
3: I look at it. Rotherham finish bottom of the championship yep. last season. On record, 23 points. points. Mm-hmm. And they finished fourth this season. Yeah. They had a massive. That, they
4: had a massive clear overall, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think they got and, rid of everybody but that, and brought loads of players you, in. That
3: tells you it's doable, and that tells you that what people say about the gap being the biggest draw. Well, is, the three
4: that went down could be the three that come yeah. up because Rotherham in the playoff final, exactly. So, and they obviously Wigan and Blackburn I, I, went up.
3: So. I tell you what, if Rotherham did come up, there would be worse people to go for than the bloke who's managing Trusby because well, he's first. yeah, because mm. he's done a really good job in that mm. league. Do you it, not
4: find though that? Hurst gets mentioned with one job, then every everyone now it's this Jack at Ross fella at yeah, Ross yeah, County, yeah. Uh, Sorry, at um, Saint Mirren. Cool. Now it's like everybody's like, right, we Switch link with him. Right, that means he's going to be linked with well, every he, job. He, yeah, yeah, software, you before
1: know. he was linked with us, that's why I didn't really pay attention. If you're going to go to. Scotland and, and do that. You might as well give Alan Johnson the job. He's doing a good job anyway. He's done isn't he? He's been there for four years, not he? He's doing all right. He, he knows the club and everything. Uh, Boat Hang, I don't know why you know, we we're not linked with this player or anything like that, but I just thought I would love <laughs> he him. He will be now after we <laughs> talk about him. He, uh, he came from Crystal Palace. He had a lot of loan spells while he was at Crystal Palace. Out. He's 22-year-old. Um, he has dual nationality, English and Ghanaian uh, He went on loan at like Crawley, Plymouth, Bristol Rovers, Northampton, but he, he signed for Exeter permanently yeah. last summer. But you I think, right? there's your research. If, for you. if
2: you're a if you're a football, and you're playing for the Exeter, your Rotherham's, you're playing for, everybody, and then you get a chance where someone come up and, and the man, whoever the manager's going to be, Chris Coleman, Alec Rea, whoever it's going to be, turns up and says, "Do you want to play your football in front of 1,500 people, or do you want to come to the stadium alive and have 30 plus watching you and if being adored? And if you're winning, yeah, more, 35, 40, yeah, 40, yeah. and that and, and the momentum. How,
1: do you think how high do you think we can go on that division crowd wise? Okay, a lot of it, a lot I'm of it depends I'm on the 30. football as
4: well. Yeah,
3: yeah. But they've hey, shut the top hey, tier, so we'll you what, have to knock that. Off. If, we, <laughs>
4: if we, if we, if we in if the last week of the season, and we, we'll, you know, we'll do, we're at the top of the league, it'll be full.
3: Yeah, yeah. I pe- think it'll be full. People, we're,
2: we're desperate, we're desperate <laughs> for somebody to yeah. cheer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: I mean, that's the thing. But people, people will come watch it. Like people, people just want to see them win home games. Like they're not. All right, okay. They want to, people want to be in the Premier League and that, but if you can't tell me if this team goes on a ten-game winning run, people aren't going to go. Yeah. now what I am going to go watch on the weekend. Like they are because at the end of the day, they want to go and watch it. Like one of the reasons people got sick, not even just in this division, in the Premier League, you were getting sick of it was because all right, okay, we're watching mid players beat us. Like where's the fun in that, that kind is, of thing?
4: You know, the, again, the, the Premier League, and it's easy to say, you know, it is the the only place to be. You know, you want to be in the top division. But, you want to compete in the top yeah, division, of you do. and we're getting to a stage now where there's 12 teams in that league
3: Who could go down Who
1: could go down, and it's not
3: Wait, three of them, Is that who probably didn't think they were in that group, have just got relegated Well, I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, and watching Newcastle this season, and, and doing their games, and I can say it honestly That when you look at all those sides, who finished sort of nine downwards they were all the same. They were much there they of are. a muchness. I, mean, and what I, I, what and I watched watch. I watched Newcastle. Like they, they lost to Bournemouth, um, but they uh, they would beat other teams. Uh, they drew with Brighton. They beat other teams down there. And but there was nothing in either of them games hmm. really where you were thinking like any of these teams can win that. And and that is where the Premier League. Well, when is when you now, look at we
4: look at Palace and the fact that they were bottom seven games, hadn't scored a goal, yeah. and they ended up finishing eleventh or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But look at and the, us that's for About four yeah. seasons, seasons on the but the, the, you know the the you look at Huddersfield and now. They'll be obviously delighted. they be to stay up, and but you look at it and go, what have they actually? I'm not having a dig it's Huddersfield here. I doubt there'll be any Huddersfield fans listening, or you know. But at the same time, what have they actually brought to the league, to the, to the division? Nothing. Well, like
1: Huddersfield sort of again.
4: I what, mean, what, they just brought not the. They had
2: one game this season. They beat Manchester United, and 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 what's the
4: what is the aspiration like? No, uh, no, I
1: agree. Again? And, and again, I, I covered Huddersfield this season as well, and they were they were poor in comparison yeah. to even like the likes mm. of New stuff they got through out of sheer determination yeah, they did. and the, the whole crowd are behind them the manager is behind them and the players are given 100% they're, they're not a good football team at all I would expect they would but, would struggle next season
3: I was just going to say I think the the three that have gone down or possibly less or Swansea because they've been flirting with it for a while but Southampton being down there as well, though them West Brom and um, Stoke kind of these are clubs that have been in the division for a while, and they just they haven't really done like they've kind of they've come up they've made an impression when they first come up and then that's it and it's kind of like the and what's happened is they've got frustrated because they've been like well we should be better than this and they've kind of just gone for short term they've done exactly what we did and they've kind of got up and they've been like is this all it is. Like, is this and the problem with it? And every just about every club that goes up is going to have this issue is that there's a glass ceiling there, which apart from your Leicester's once in a blue moon kind of thing, teams aren't going to break into it. And it's kind of what it, what do you want to achieve when you get a player, like you were saying there, Gareth? Like, everybody always goes, Oh, well, uh, we can win the cup, but they went down quite frankly. I'd rather, I'd rather have a day like that and win the FA Cup, go down as long as it's not. Like ruinous, like what what the way we've done it, just because at the end of the day, like you said what 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 is the fun and yeah. knocking around in mid table? I you know, we, we spent
4: years. we spent the best part of the season. We got the League Cup final down the bottom of the league, it was like more bit... seasons. But <coughs> you had moments you'll never forget, and that's what it's about. And yeah. but the interesting thing about you know the situation now going back to the ownership is where where do they see Sunderland? I know they talk about sustainability, and sustainability is great, but how are they going to make it sustainable? They want to get. They're not going to be want it to be sustainable in the Championship. They're going to want it to be sustainable in the Premier League. Yeah. Once they get into the Premier League, if they do, at one point, how how long do they, how long do they want to give it to get there? What, what's the plan? You know, the five year plan, and all that kind of thing. What's the plan to get back? And then when they get there, I mean, we've obviously they've said the day, It basically to get the deal done quickly. Mm. He's the primary source of the yeah. finances at the moment. But there's other people waiting and jumping along the way sat by the sounds of things. when If we go up a level, we get another level of investment. Someone else will come on board. And then if we go up a level again, but how much... Again, sustainability is one thing. How can Sunderland be sustainable and spending the money you need to compete as you go up through the, those divisions? Mm-hmm. And that's going to be... As time goes on, and that's a question, you know, we, we've been doing Wise men say for five years, and we had, you know, Martin O'Neill, and now... You know where we are, where we are now. You know, in five years' time, it'd be interesting to see. You know, if there's a mirror image there. Yeah. Where in five years' time we're back in the Premier League, but we we're trying to spend money on players to take a chance on those. who will come to Sunderland. We're trying to keep our head above water in the Premier League. We're talking about managers being sacked because they're not getting results, or will we find a new way? We had ten years in that division you know Stoke had just gone down they had nine and they had a much better time in the Premier League than we did they they got into Europe and things like that they got into Europe and and chucked it in because they wanted to stay up which is ridiculous Bolton which is completely ridiculous Bolton are in League One now Sorry sorry they stayed up but they're in League One came up in severe financial issues do you think their fans are sitting you know was it where were the? Was it Batiste, Real Batista played or Sevilla or something in the quarter? It was North Valencia, was it Valencia? A team in Spain. Yeah. <laughs> and, they, and I think they were in the quarter. Were they in the quarterfinals or something?
2: Oh yeah.
4: It was made in some round no, against it, some it, team. They, they, some got, they got far in the competition, <laughs> and they Gary ch- Megson chucked it in. Yeah. There was players playing for Stoke in that competition who didn't play a Premier League game. Yeah. all ever but, in the career, but they're right. playing in the,
3: in the UEFA Cup. The the problem the problem you know, with that it's is, mad. that's like a problem which like it's it's irritating. It's a cultural but in problem. But in, in, well, in, in a way, it's beyond the club's control because they're that terrified of getting relegated. Because look what's happened to us. Like this, we'd be even we're, we'll be even more in debt now than what we were. The last accounts that came out. Like obviously, okay, we're saying it's been written off. So. In a way, we've got lucky there, but this is what clubs are absolutely terrified of. They're absolutely thinking like, okay, well, we want to make a go of it, but if we get relegated here, we're absolutely knackered. And it's because the drop is so big. And I mean, the I, I, you keep saying like, something's going to happen, which, which makes them rethink the way it all works. But I mean, pro- people have probably been saying that for what forty, fifty years, and that is more, and more money pours in.
4: Well, they're gonna. They, they've got to either find a way to to do it properly yeah. whatever properly is or find somebody well, with a lot of money which means that spending it doesn't matter
3: yeah well going back to what you were saying there before about like, where we're going to be in five years I don't know was it asked today what what they're long to like how long are they Not, in it no, for no I don't believe so no, I don't because know, I remember when anyway. Quinn and Drummerville arrived he said look I want to be here five years that's, that's the plan and then I went out and that was pretty much what happened so I don't know. Are these are these guys in it for twenty five years? Are they in it for are they in it for two years? Well, I think they'll. I we'll
2: find... No, I, I we'll think find it all comes out with if, if we're successful and they're yeah, successful. Yeah. If they're successful, they'll stay. in if it's yeah, if, if it's and if it's indicating that if, I know, I know they're the indicating. No, they're not being. Yeah. successful
4: <laughs> 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 <I> They're <don't know laughs> indicating. That, that if, I
1: don't know what that means. Mm. If League One's the baseline, mm. they're indicating that if we get promoted as well, that the the enormous perhaps potential investors are ready to to put their money in there as well. I think we'll leave it there. For the night. I don't know when we'll be back, to be honest, because we were... When, the we manage, it, when there's a new manager appointment. Probably next week. We're working on some other stuff to, to bring you over the summer as well. Whether we can get out, that out in time for the summer though is another thing, but we're certainly working on some stuff over the summer, and we'll let you know more about that when we can. So, well... For the moment, for the time being. The law change next week. Yeah. <laughs> so for the time yeah. being, yeah. We're, we're bound to be back next week at some point. We'll probably we be here in here next
4: week and like Chris Coleman will be in here with us. And, like, <laughs> call him a favour if he comes back, we'll say, Well, you cancelled that talking. Yeah, you, you can come and do it. you yes. come in <laughs> with us. Absolutely. Put the pressure on.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So for the time being, again, thanks for listening.